0: I'm gonna let you in on something. Our people here, they don't know what to do with you. A lot of them think we should just throw you in a supermax. Me? I like your agenda, Mitch. I can help you with it if you throw in with us. We can teach you how to play with the big boys. Yeah, let me stop you right there. You don't think I considered that 18 months ago? Joining the CIA? I made the decision to pursue Mansur on my own because I knew I could get it done. What you need to understand is that I'm the only way to get what you want. Why the hell would I trust you? Because I believe in you. And I'm all you've got. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.
1: Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. Uh, thank you for listening um, new people and thank you for coming back uh, old people or whatever i don't know I don't, I don't know returning listeners maybe that's better than old old. old people it's a weird way to say it. This is episode two hundred and ninety two ever so much creeping towards the elusive three hundred episode um, where um, I get to kick Sam into a giant hole. Uh, Wait, t- no, 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 no. Tonight, we're talking about an American. I can be the only violet one.
2: That's, that's, the only, that's the rule in this thing.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. just let's be honest. If you tried to run away, you'd just break an ankle. Or a, a That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, in <laughs> fairness, I'd probably try to kick and then trip over my own shoelace or something, and we both fall in. And then Andrew's well, just and, there. Well, and you'd
2: hurt your back, and then, like, yeah. I, I'd, I'd have a broken <laughs> ankle, and you'd be like, oh, my...
1: Friend. And Andrew's oh. just watching from the top with some popcorn, going, huh, okay, it shows mine now.
0: Yep. Um, I would be cracking on my nuts and bolts as I chew <laughs> on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's eating popcorn
1: that's like, you know, at 103 exactly. dB for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So tonight we're talking about an American assassin. Uh, American assassin. Yes. With the, um,
2: Not Japanese. Well, no. Not Yugoslavian.
1: No, it's it's none of those other places. Not. It's <laughs> No. Was there ever a concern it was for those other places?
0: Yeah, good I event. I thought we were watching Papua New Guinea assassin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the Trinidad
1: and Tobago one wasn't quite as good. So,
0: or like the the Canadian assassin
1: where he's just too nice to kill anybody.
2: Oh. <laughs> Is, uh, Vader, okay, I would shoot you in the head, okay? I would, right,
1: I I would watch deal. a movie. I would watch a movie where it was like the, the dude was from Canada and like like the, the Canadian CIA like their equivalent but like the the person's a legit badass or something you know what i'm saying like i kind of want it like like the canadian bond sounds
2: like a comedy waiting to happen
1: i know right? but i but i want it to be like super serious and like rated r i don't know i just like i think it would be interesting because of the what the world perceives Canada in its juxtaposition. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that'd be you funny. Could
2: do, you could do the odd couple, right? So you have Canada, the, the nice cop, and, and like, the American, the the bad oh, cop. Oh, right? I got
1: you. So, like, they have to team up to go and kill the bad guy because yeah. the bad guy, uh, like, uh, you know, detonated a bomb in America, but he came through Canada. So, like, there's a shared responsibility or something. Yeah. Oh, I like this idea. It's a buddy cop, but... The, the Canadian was like, <laughs> like, he's like, hater, hey buddy. He's super nice and super by the book. And the American, like, every trope that every other country thinks Americans oh, are. Gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- this is great. This is a movie that it writes itself. Um, but what isn't that movie? But the, but
2: the American is really stupid, right? And makes brash decisions. No, that's and, what I'm saying. We you know, have like tr- trope it up all over the place anti, you know, yeah, not yeah. anti American, but like, you know. Everything the world thinks of America. Basically, go go watch. Um, oh, what was uh, Iron Sky, the first one? Yeah. So you, so you realize what the world thinks of Americans, yeah. And then, uh, go from there.
1: No, exactly. I, I'm I'm all over this. I, I'm I'm very for this plan. Let's uh, let's get this going. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So anyway, but what isn't that movie that we just created is this movie, An American Assassin, came out in 2017. Um, uh, stars your Michael Keaton, your Dylan O'Brien, uh, who's kid, what is in the Maze Runner trilogy and, yeah, and then a bunch of other, did you call him a hipster? Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch is in this. Kitsch? Kitsch? Yeah. Kitsch? Whatever. Kitch. It took me a long time thought, to figure okay, that out.
2: Here, Opie. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, our, our, uh, Robin Hood, um, Dance with the Wolves, what's his name? Uh, Kevin was Co- in Kevin, Kevin Costner? Kevin
1: Costner? Oh sure.
2: I was totally expecting Kevin Costner.
1: I I think he you was. might be getting this movie confused with the uh, Jack Ryan reboot, which I could kind of see why, because yeah, I kind of thought it was him too, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> even though on the poster it's it's clearly Michael Keaton, but oh yeah, um, I I had kind
2: of bad, but
1: I I had a moment too where I was like, is this? Is this the one with Kevin or is this the one with Michael? I couldn't remember. I can't remember what old, what old dude is guy what is going to um, yeah. train the new guy. So, yeah, yeah. I will it. admit too,
2: Sean, that I looked up IMDb uh, about halfway through to, to, to see if that was Taylor Kitsch, mm-hmm. Kitch, whatever his name is, or not. Yeah. It yeah. was surprising to me because at one point he was supposed to be the next big blockbuster guy. Yeah. I, he was gonna be the next big star. And then they
0: cancelled Gambit.
1: Yeah, they cancelled Gambit and he uh and of course his other movie did not do very well. The Martian mm-hmm. movie, whatever.
0: Um I don't like that movie though. Uh, the John Carter thing.
1: I thought yeah, you I thought I like you did John Carter. Oh you did like it. Okay, I was gonna say I thought you did like yeah. it. Um yeah, I loved him. yeah, no. So anyway. No, you didn't? No, 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 no. I, I was confused. I thought you said you didn't like it. The internet literally oh. made you say you didn't like it. No, I had, I had a good time with that movie. I don't think it's great, but it's not terrible. It's fine. It, it obviously, I mean, the $300 million that they lost on it, you know, they more than have made up with, with any MCU movie, any of them, or <laughs> or even the the Rise of Skywalker. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're fine. Not, not really worried about Disney right now. Um, so you said when you watched this, that this is, a, this is based on, a, on a, a Vince Flynn book, book series mm-hmm. um, and that you've read a couple of them. Yes, and they're
2: very good. They're very Jack Ryan-ish type of movies. Oh, that's cool. And um, I'd, I'd actually recommend them uh, if you guys are on quarantine and looking for a fun, fun read, fun fast read. Um, these are those types of books.
1: Well, neat. Well, they so. based... So this movie is based off of technically none of them. No, um, there's
2: it's just like a prequel to it or something well, like there, that. Well,
1: there is a prequel book that shows him how he... Like, like, apparently the first book, he's already doing the assassin thing. So there is mm-hmm. a prequel book that he wrote. But it's... Um, obviously, when he started this character, you know in the early nineties. So when he's going into the CIA, he's like, it's like 1988. Mm-hmm. And it was a, um, it was different a different time. Well, it was definitely, well, yeah, I don't have that that clip handy, but you're right. It was definitely a different time <laughs> because it was, um, they it was like a middle Eastern terrorist blows up a plane kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. how his girl dies. And that's how, that's the, the force that drives him to, do the thing that he ends up doing so it was a different time thanks chad
2: there you go thank you chad
1: Uh, yeah but uh so in this one it's uh it's a it's a different kind of terrorist attack on a beach uh which was i I did not see coming it was that was that kind of no i yeah i i thought it was going to be um
2: like i I thought one of them was going to get shot you know, like an assassin kills one of them for some reason or another. I did not expect a terrorist attack. Yeah. That was brutal.
1: It was brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this random group of dudes just shooting up a beach in Spain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew Spain had had some kind of, you know, incidents like that. But, I mean, good gracious. So that was, was brutal. That was brutal. I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. Um,
0: I yeah, know. I honestly had an opinion of I don't like this. Because I thought it was too, like, eh. Too much? No, I thought it was too uh, rom-com-ish or, uh, not rom com oh. <laughs> It was too, like, it was too, too playful. Aw, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. 100%. It was
0: too teenage movie. I thought I was watching another Twilight or something. And so, tween uh, tweenish. that's a good way. It felt very tweenish, And then people got shot, and I was like, okay, we can do this
2: yeah the tone drastically changed uh, yeah. just very quickly and i hate to say it it was i liked that move i liked kind of that feeling where where it was one thing and it led to this just massacre um that uh that gives you his incentive and, then, and i i understand it you know i mm-hmm. i just yeah
1: well, before we, keep, we go too far with, um, without going kind of our normal routine within the, within the script of the show, where we give our five-word reviews and things like that, and I actually haven't even introed you two yet, <laughs> now that I think about it. Oh, wow. It, okay. I just looked back at my script, and I was like, oh, yeah, who are these people, if you don't know? Well, uh, that, that one um, sexy voice you hear is, Andrew, I knew that knife grab thing would come back at the end,
0: Jemison. Yeah.
2: Uh, ow. Yeah.
1: Ow.
0: Yeah. I don't, I've never understood why we don't see that more often in movies.
2: Well, just, especially if you're about to die. Yeah, you're going to just do have to,
1: right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry there, um, Optimus Prime. Um, yeah, it's, my internet is really bad tonight. I don't understand what's going on. It's fine. You're fine. I understood most of what you said, Bumblebee. It's It's cool. Um, and, Sam, you almost sunk my battleship, Vector. <laughs> now, before you kill me, Sam, you need to understand that that joke has a two-part joke, right? Because, one, oh, okay. th- you literally did, they, in the movie, they did almost sink. It was a carrier with a battleship. But, two, yeah. Taylor Kitsch was in a movie called Battleship. We're
2: called Battleship. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. See what I did it's there? Picture. That's clever. Nice. That's
1: a joke that's got some cleverness. Now, kill me, Sam.
2: It, all right, Sean. In this movie, um, I took a, a special pleasure in envisioning your face on the guy rolling underneath the car as he's driving it down the tunnel. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So...
1: Yeah, that popped like a pimple. There were there were two <laughs> moments in this movie that kind of made me cringe a little bit. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. the The first one is super weird, and it's just kind of a thing with me. And the second one was like it was painful to watch. So the first thing is when <laughs> this is so dumb. But and I I I, I captured the clip. I'm going to play the clip now. I know we're way off and we're in a weird place right now, but I'm going to play the clip because this annoyed me. So here we go. Uh here's the clip.
2: You're about to be captured.
1: Bye bye. I so he sticks the gun in his mouth. So in the moment, all I can think of is I really hope that they cleaned that prop before he stuck that in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this coronavirus has gotten you uh, you a clean freak now.
1: It's not just the coronavirus. I probably would have had that thought if it wasn't for the situation that we're in. Because it's a prop that he fired you know, a minute ago. Obviously, it's a, different, it's a different prop, right? This is probably... Not even a prop that can actually fire bullets, right? Like this. Yeah. Is,
2: oh, yeah. They would never put it in anybody's mouth. Yeah, if exactly. It
1: was. But, like, it, part of me is sitting there thinking, did did Michael Keaton, like, improv that, which forced him later in the movie to make sure that Taylor Kitsch did the same thing?
0: Or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, it, I don't <laughs> yeah, know why. Yeah, it just, yeah. it, it weirded me out a little bit to, to see a, an actor stick a gun in his mouth like that. I don't know why it kind of annoyed. Because usually when they, when you have actors that are going to do the fake suicide or real suicide, they don't actually stick it in their mouth. You just see them to do that, and then there's a cut, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It weirded me out. And then the other part, though, was um, when they were pulling off his fingernails.
0: Oh, my God, that made me. Holy crap. Yeah, Yeah, I've (sighs) never been able to watch. I I think there's a, a couple of movies where you, where they torture by taking the fingernails off, and I just, I can't watch it.
2: There, there's actually... Oh, and a, they did it so close, like, right mm-hmm. up close. And it's yeah. like, holy
0: crap, I think Stop there's it. one movie Stop that's it. worse, and I can't remember what it is, but they do the same thing, and it's, like, close up, and I can't remember what it is, though.
1: There, there's actually, I, I heard it on another podcast, and apparently that has a term, and it's called fingore. Oh,
0: you, really?
1: Yeah, when you're, like, a really brutal to the hands of a, of a, a character... They call it fingor. I I'd, I'd never heard of it before. I feel feel free to google it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that guy said so Don't know. google that. Yeah. I don't
2: think I will. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah, thank you Sean. That sounds yeah.
1: terrifying. <laughs> All right. So, uh now that I finally introduced you guys, give me uh Sam, give me your 5-word review if you would please. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> best assassin movie since board. Um, I love this thing. It was a lot of fun. I think it hit me at the right moment. I was able to uh, to watch it on my big TV with the sound system um, blaring and the bullets and the explosions and the subwoofer was just moving the couch as I watched. Um, I thought it had some pretty good twists and turns. And uh, I don't know. I just had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was, it was a lot of um, – I keep saying fun, but a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. No, I, I... – I'm with you on, on a movie that's based on a lot of violence, that it was kind of fun. Uh-huh. And as far as the <laughs> twists and turns, I, this is going to sound super mean, but this I could kind of tell this movie was influenced by a really good writer, by a really good author. Yeah. Because it had a lot of things in there. You know, like, like like we all said, that the, the beach scene kind of co- took us all off guard. And then when he is... Getting, he's getting interrogated by the, the the guys that he went there to kill, and all of a sudden, that dude gets shot in the face. It's like, oh, I didn't see that coming at all either. Like that, but then the other for me, the other big twist in the movie is when he's he's got his shirt off, and the and the hot uh, CIA agent is there, and she's like, "Let me help you," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I was gonna be mm-hmm. kind of mad if they yeah. started having sex because it it felt like. Like, they hadn't earned that yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's still not emotionally ready to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. we are not
0: there yet with each other.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm like, are we really going to do this? And then he freaking pulls the, like, that that trope where he's like, I never told you that name. And then freaking waterboards the hell out of her. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this movie keeps just throwing me for a
0: loop. This is so much fun. (laughs) That's the one twist I did see coming. Well, I, you did. See, I didn't from, see her. From the moment she was on camera, I thought, no, something's up with her. She's not going to be on the right team.
1: But she still kind
0: of was, though. Well, she still was, yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't an American she was, agent. She, <laughs> she, was, uh, she was an Iranian yeah. agent, which is you know, good on her to be able to get you know, a, a double agent That's into harsh. the CIA yeah. from Iran. But her goal was the same. Yeah. Um,
0: ultimately. And, and then when she loses her uncle, I mean, she, she, uh, she's all in. The only, oh, yeah. Yeah. The only part that I didn't like
1: about her, honestly, was that her... And it wasn't her fault, but, like, her sacrifice meant nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of... It's kind of annoying. If, if, I didn't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> just...
1: It felt like if you're going to, you know, she's like, I want to see my family, which we all know what that meant, right? She She's willing to die. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Taylor is like, oh, let her go. She wants to live. And then, of course, I expect him to, you know, maybe shoot through her and wound the other mm-hmm. guy. Like, let's, let's inflict some pain on him. Wasn't that was that speed? What movie was it that that happened? Yeah, shoot in? the hostage. Yeah, they did that in speed. She shoot yeah. the hostage. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but he shoots him in the leg, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just he drops yeah. him in the leg. He doesn't like shoot him in the chest. And the th- the fourth Die Hard movie, when Timothy Oliphant's holding Bruce Willis, you know he's got a gun to him. Bruce Willis grabs him by the gun and shoots him through his own bullet wound already in his shoulder. Ah, yeah, it's it's kind of dumb, but. Because that's when he does the Yippie kaye mother-effer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, anyway, so.
0: Uh, Andrew. So uh, my five-word review is Olive Garden's Tour of Italy. Because <laughs> when you're there, you're family. It's that good. I love the Tour of Italy, and I love this movie.
2: Awesome. All sure. right.
0: Yeah. I I, uh, I had
2: no, I, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Well, no, I was just going to say, I am right there with you, Sam. I, yes, I, I had fun watching it. I wish that, uh, you know, being in the situation we're in now, I'm teaching online from home, but I feel like I have less time to do things like watch movies, uh, <laughs> than I did before. Um, but so I wish I would have been able to watch it all in one sitting, but I had to watch it in parts. But I just, you know, my rule of if it keeps my attention, it, it automatically is a good movie. But this one is not only that, but it goes far beyond it. Like you said, Shauna is a really good writing uh, or influenced by a really good writer. And you could tell that I thought the acting was pretty good. I didn't like um, the the Dylan guy, the main guy. I, I just, so there's something about him Dylan O'Brien, in this role, I but I didn't yeah. I don't know if I found him too shrimpy or, or too uh free pubescent. I don't know. Uh <laughs> he just seemed like he had I have more hair on one nut than that kid has on his whole body, I think. And so <laughs> uh, Well are are we getting to the age now where all these action stars are gonna be younger than us? Right. Maybe so. And maybe that's what bothered me. And it, maybe it wasn't the fact that he's younger, but uh i just felt like it was a little far-fetched and there was a couple of moments that were kind of fantastical in this um you know that i feel like if you went rogue into enemy territory and you're trying to be a uh vigilante that the cia is not going to say you know what we're going to hire you i just i don't think that's going to happen
2: well, but at the same time, just just defending the CIA, I guess. Um, you've got uh, uh, you've got um, hackers that get hired all the
0: time. Well, right? that's true. I guess.
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, like I I I get I kind of hear what you're saying, Andrew, but my also my I'm I'm with Sam in the point that they're looking for these kind of disgruntled kind of, again, in order to do the thing specific thing that they have to do, you have to be a little crazy. And yeah. Yeah. And also you, you have, like they said,
2: you can't be boot trained or or drilled, you know, from there's a certain military that can be sniffed out.
1: Right. Exactly. And I think that's partly why the other dude man got killed is because he, he looked like an agent. And yeah. and Dylan make uh not make Dylan O'Brien, like you're not wrong, Andrew. He looks like a teenager. I mean, he's twenty something, and he but he, he's a young buck. But I mean, he can kind of blend in and and do stuff. I mean, if you if you think he's a young buck though, like look at his IMDb page. He looks like
0: he's thirteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I did like the very beginning, that first twist, not the beach scene after that, but. Uh, I, I really thought, okay, he's going to be the one that they're after to kill, because mm-hmm. I thought he had really turned to uh, a, the terrorist type of life. I didn't realize he was doing it all to get back at the people that killed his.
2: Yeah, daughter. right. Yeah. Again, it was just good, good writing.
0: Yeah. It was. Oh,
2: it was a twist that I appreciated. So and I think think this movie,
0: you know, a lot of movies have twists that you're like, eh, okay, but this one, I think there were a couple in here that I didn't expect and and were welcome.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, I, again. I, I. I haven't said mine yet, but I. I had a good time with this movie. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steer us off. Steer us. That's not a phrase. I want to steer us off in a little weird tangent. So I'm looking at Dylan O'Brien's um, IMDb page, and again, most of it is like teen stuff, like Teen Wolf he was in um, the show, and he was in, you know, these little shows. He was in he was in the internship, but he, he he had a you know he was Stuart. but he was in Deepwater Horizon um, with mm-hmm. with the guy who in my notes I said is he trying to channel a Mark Wahlberg, and maybe he is because maybe they're buddies. I don't know. Uh, but it sounded yeah. like he—he's from New York. He's not from Boston, but it sounded like he was trying to do a um like Mark, a weird accent. like like Mark Wahlberg from The Departed. Yeah, like that's what he was trying to sound. He was the voice of Bumblebee in Bumblebee, the movie we did just a few weeks ago. Really, uh, I remember. We... Okay, yeah. So when did
2: Bumblebee have a voice
1: at the very beginning before he got okay. ripped out? Um so he probably only had a handful of lines. And then he's in something new called Infinite. It's in post production. And so I'm looking at the cast to go, oh, it stars Mark Wahlberg and him and uh Chi well, Ejido- Four, who um mm-hmm. was the agent from Serenity and There's a couple other people, uh, Toby Jones we recognize, and there's a couple other people I recognize. And then I saw the director was Antoine Fuqua, who I really like, and we have seen multiple times on this podcast, who, uh, Mm -hmm. he did Training Day and The Good, uh, he did White House Down, which we all kind of liked, and the Magnificent Seven remake, which we all kind of liked. So, Mm -hmm. again, kind of liked. It wasn't terrible. We kind of liked it. Um, I liked it. I think I liked it more than you did, but... Yeah, which is fine. But anyway, I'm just kind of excited about that, and um, I'm again skipping around a little bit tonight. But um, Antoine Fuqua was originally attached to direct this movie. Cool. and I'm not saying I didn't like this movie. I'm saying I liked this movie, but I like him as a director, and I think that would have been just as cool. Also, I like. I wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't mind seeing what that looked like. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, just cuz I like I like him as director. I I think he makes good stories. Um the dude that direct, what directed this um he's mostly known for TV stuff, so he's done a bunch of Homeland and a bunch of he did some uh Billions, uh Second Chance, uh True Blood, Blue Bloods. Dexter, Six oh. Feet Under. Isn't
2: Homeland supposed to be really good, too? I've never seen it, but a lot of people say it's, it's a really good show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't either. I just know that it was filmed here in Charlotte, so there's our North Carolina connection for the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, a um, uh, friend of the show, Stuart, who uh, lent me some of the gear that I'm currently using, uh, he has an ice cream business as part of one of the many businesses that he has, besides his AV business, and... They would do the midnight to 2 a.m. He would go down there when they were filming Third shift for those you know, night scenes. He would go down there and serve ice cream. So he's gotten to meet um, Claire Danes and uh, Mandy Patinkin and oh, Damien wow. Lewis, the guy from Band of Brothers. Oh. Uh, he got to meet those guys. and um, That's cool. And my buddy uh, Chris, who, again, who was listening to the show a couple of times, roommate, uh, landlord Chris, he actually knowing that he was going on that show, he actually took um, he took with him uh, his copy of The Princess Bride and had Mandy sign it. And he just, Nice. yeah, and then I think he also took his um, copy of I think Band of Brothers and had Damian Lewis sign that also. And that's pretty uh, cool, that is pretty cool. And I'm like, you didn't take your copy of Stardust, and he's like, what the hell is Stardust? <laughs> and I'm like, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyway. Uh, yeah, my five-word review. We're finally getting there. We're all over the map tonight, but that's okay. It's a, it's, it's a yeah. fun episode. Mine was Bruce Wayne turns to CIA. Yeah. Really? I, just, I, just think, I just think this is, this, this is just the next step for Batman.
0: You know what I was thinking As it's funny that you say that, as I was watching it, I thought, God, I really want to see him come back and have them do like a Batman Beyond and have him play old man Wayne, mm-hmm. who's training the new
1: Oh, Batman. dude,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, How amazing would that be?
0: There's, there's a
1: couple of moments, though, in this movie when he's talking or when he's doing his, he's kind of yelling acting, and I'm sitting there watching, him like, God, you just you just look like batman you still remind me of batman
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: you know more than when he was the vulture more than when he was yeah the yeah. the 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 birdman it's like oh my gosh and so then i thought hmm what if this dude is bruce wayne what if he's using all of this training and he just fakes a background where he was a navy seal for all those years and this is his only way to continue to save the world so <laughs> he You know, he he fakes his CIA level background and just trains up these other guys. I just, that's, that's, that's the story in my head.
2: Yeah. Now, now I do have a question Mm -hmm. and it's something that confused me about the movie and I must have missed it for some reason or another. The bad guy of this movie, Taylor Kitsch. Mm -hmm. Why was he so angry at the Navy?
1: Um... There's, so when he, after he leaves the Navy, right, he goes to work for, um, Keaton and the, and the rule is basically, it's like, it's like mission impossible. If you're captured or killed, they'll disavow you. Right. And so in their case,
2: unless you're Keaton,
1: unless you're Keaton. Well, yeah. Or, and Dylan too. I mean, they went after Dylan also. Um, yeah, but basically like he got, he broke a, like he broke an order, and he went and did a thing, and as a result, the Navy, like, bombed him or something. Like, m- like, he got, like, they were supposed to blow up a thing, and he was there. They did a drone strike or something, but the Navy did it. Because that's
2: my only, my only issue with this movie, was that it felt like his motivation wasn't quite up to, to the par of the movie.
0: Yeah, I agree sense. with you. I mean, I saw the motivation, but I, I was, I was thinking the whole time. I don't think that his reaction to what happened to him is at the same level of what of what he was going to do. Although you know, he did show where he had been tortured and and yeah. whatever, but you know, nuking an entire naval fleet. I don't Seems know. like
2: an overreaction to me. A
1: little well, bit. I guess, well, yeah, it, it is a little bit, but I guess <laughs> in his, in a weird defense, at least he's not nuking a city. That you know, is true. I you guess, know, like, yeah. I guess in well, the his, fallout from it would have, it would have, yeah, it would have made a lot of people sick and they would have died and it would have been years of bad stuff. But I mean, I guess in his weird kind of twisted mind, he's, he's killing combatants as opposed to yeah innocents. So at least there's a little bit of that. Um, the one thing I noticed in the movie very specifically is this movie's kind of a dick to women. Um
2: yeah. <laughs> A lot of women get killed.
1: A lot of women die just randomly. I mean, even to the fact that Dylan uh shoots that one lady in the head like sixteen times with the with the beanbag gun or whatever it was, like the <laughs> the fake pregnant lady. I mean, like this, <laughs> this movie's kind of a dick to women. It just I kinda of <laughs> felt bad for her. You know, if you're a woman bystander, your ass is dead. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, here's a trope that bothers me a lot. Okay. A lot. And they even kind of pointed out a little bit in the first Daniel Craig, James Bond movie. And that's when... And I, I have to... I feel like this is a, uh, a movie trope only. Okay. And that's, I'm on a calm in my ear, and when I talk, I have to touch my ear. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. are actors directed to do that so we as the listener understand that when you have the weird modulated voice coming over, we understand that it's coming through as calm and not from some person that's, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they,
0: well, did,
2: even Captain America does it.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, he did it I one feel or two like times the dead's- yeah that that's something that has kind of carried over from when that first started when you first started seeing that in movies and now we all look at it as yeah, you know, we know that there's somebody in your ear you don't have to put your hand here you, you see news anchors every day that have an earpiece in their ear and very rarely do you see them they'll you know put their hand in the ear because somebody's talking to them while they're trying to, yeah. you know, to uh, present the news to you but it's it's odd. You know, you don't see it often. I mean, but I feel like it's just something that maybe they're, they're treating the audience like they don't know what's happening. Yeah. Maybe playing down to us a little bit. But I mean, like,
1: when, you, when your voice goes from this and all of a sudden now you sound like this, obviously, you know, it's the little thing in the voice. You know, it just and it always drives me crazy. But I guess in small defense to news anchors, they're in a controlled studio. They're not on a busy street. Um, But like in the Daniel Craig Bond movie, where like he's talking to the other agent there, and he kept touching his ear, and Bond even says, "Get your hand off your ear," and then that's how (laughs) the bad guy spots the agent because he's got his hand up to his ear. Um, So
0: anyway, so do you think if we're in public, just randomly, to start touching our ear, (laughs) we (laughs) should just going to get capped?
1: Just like start touching it and just start looking around like panicked, (laughs) and then just like yeah okay, boss, or something like that yeah we should we could really freak some people out, especially now
0: <laughs> um yeah, too many people carry guns. this is America I'm not doing that yeah, yeah not anymore
1: yeah I oh. know it's weird um, I already mentioned that I mentioned that uh I mentioned that uh that nuke scene was cool that nuke scene was cool. it was. It, 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 oh it, yeah it
2: was. A- I got excited with that. I was like, holy <laughs> crap, I can't believe this is in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it looked really good. I mean, this is a fairly <sighs> low-budget movie, right? I mean, it was a $33 million movie. And again, it's, it's our CGI has gotten to the point where, again, it's, you're not having people, right? It's just inanimate objects, so that's easy to draw. Yeah. and And we've gotten really good with water technology to make them look wet and things like that. But when that carrier went up that wave... You're just like, Mm -hmm. right. And you're just, you're thinking that thing is the size of a football stadium, right? You know what I'm saying? Like those things are so big and it shows you the power of water and it lifts it up like I would my three-year-old, you know, it's just so cool to watch. And in fact, I went and got my seven-year-old and say, I'm not going to let you listen to the audio because there's some bad words, but I just want you to watch this scene. And he goes, whoa, that's a tsunami. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, because I paused it, and I'm like, "All right, you see that boat right there?" He goes, "Yeah." And I said, "That boat's probably from the the part where it touches the water to the top. That's probably I don't know what, 80 feet, 90 feet, 100 feet, maybe." And the wave looks like it's about 300 feet. You know what I'm saying? Like it was so awesome in the in this in the scale. I just thought that it's really was so well done. Cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I. I yep. I was, the payoff, I was, yeah, of that was was flipping amazing. Yeah. I just I enjoyed that uh, immensely. I, I, I figured it was just going to be a big splash, yeah, right? a big geyser of water, but uh, they really showed the power of that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I did laugh at the end when they used the term "fake news" on the news prompter. That was kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> Because I had to look it back at the uh, on IMDb to make sure. Like, yeah, I was like, "Is are we post twenty sixteen? We are okay, okay. Well, that's fine." (laughs) Um, And then my last note that I wrote was, um, "A cool shot, but there's no way that the that the next president of the of the of Iran gets on an elevator with some random dude."
0: Yeah, you know,
1: I mean, like. That's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I mean, heck, senders nowadays think Secret Service will escort everybody off. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, some other tropes I wrote was the, the main character has authority issues. We've seen that one about a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of goes rogue. Um, and then the other trope of the bad guy used to be a good guy. Um, We've seen that. Heck, we saw it not that long ago in the uh, GoldenEye movie. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. That's a favorite trope of these types of movies,
1: Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it kind of works because you kind of, you Mm -hmm. can typically understand the motivation of the dude. I mean, everyone's been wronged Mm -hmm. at some point in their life, so you can kind of relate to it a little bit. So, anyway, uh, I have some clips. I don't have a lot. In fact, I've already played one, so I don't. I don't have a lot, but um, of the many things I thought this movie did really well, recording dialogue was not one of them. And this was one of the <laughs> many times I thought this you're such is, a sound
0: guy. This no, is I, I. I heard. I heard a couple things too.
1: This, I, this is just. This was the probably the most egregious time, and it's at the beginning of the movie. Um, but there were multiple times where I'm like, "This is bad audio." So. This is two people talking to each other outdoors. Okay, here we go.
0: And he's got none of the bad habits. He'd have to unlearn if he had military training. Unlearn? Come on, Stan. You drop one of your Navy SEALs in an urban setting, you can spot the boot camp on them a mile away. We're not fighting the Cold, cold War. Yeah, I know. You keep telling me that Miss this deputy director.
1: I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. That's outdoors. I think
0: that's the one that I heard that I was like... Oh, Sean's going to eat this one up.
1: The only thing <laughs> I can think of is that they left that truck running, and that truck's got that big V8, and it was so loud it was ruining the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or there's there's got to be some other noise source there that's making that sound bad. Either that or the boom operator was terrible. Because here's another thing that annoyed me her voice changes. Okay, listen he here. Have
0: to unlearn if you had military training. Unlearn. Come on, Stan. You drop one of your Navy SEALs in an urban...
1: Right there. It changes. Mm-hmm. It, it changes. It's maybe, like she,
2: Maybe he dropped it on her and, and caught it at the last
1: minute. The only <laughs> thing I can think... No, no. That's clearly in a studio. It sounds like either that she was talking into... She was reading her lines where she's looking at her mouth and she's off the microphone a couple of inches like this and then realizes that I need to get onto the microphone like this. It sounds like... She's just, she forgot to be on the microphone and just gets a little bit closer so we get a little bit more resonance in her voice.
0: Terry training. Unlearn. Come on, Stan. You drop one of your Navy SEALs in an urban setting.
1: Right? I mean, that's different. I mean, I know my years yeah. are here, but it's different. Anyway. Um, have either of you ever heard this phrase before? Is that face balling or gong for you? Or is it just me? Bong a gong? Bong a gong? I've heard bang a
0: gong. But uh, never heard that. I've heard ring a bell. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, just, I, just, when I when I heard it I, I kind of did a you know how you do a double take when you look at somebody? I kind of did a double take with my ears. <laughs> did he just say bong a gong? <laughs> bong a gong. Yeah, I I had ring a bell. Yeah, yeah I I've heard
2: That's
1: ring a thing, bell. That's the thing apparently. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I've never heard that, uh, but it was weird, so that's why I said This is the last one I captured, and I only captured it because this is very Batman, uh, in my opinion. What is it? Uh,
2: uh,
0: I got nine more. Uh, I like this. I like it. Uh, mother- <laughs> I <laughs> got
1: off. I just—it sounds like like Batman has been captured by the Joker and he's getting tortured a little bit and he's just like, "Yeah, bring it on, I like it." It just—it cracked me up when he did when he was doing that. Just what? that.
0: that. God. God. I got nine more. Oh, I like this I like
1: it. Oh, <laughs> it just cracked <laughs> me. cracked me up. Okay, here we go.
0: And now for some more bad news. Ready?
1: Oh, I was supposed to have this play afterwards. There you go. So, there you go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still not sold if I'm going to do that or not. Oh. Uh, I've already read one of the pieces of trivia. The only other two I got was Michael Keaton was initially apprehensive about playing Stan Hurley, who was portrayed as somewhat crazy, former CIA op. Keaton did not like the idea originally due to, his, due to Keaton's well-known liberal views. However, after reading Vince Flynn's novel, American Assassin, Keaton felt like he could connect with and
0: channel the character of Hurley. There you go. Yeah, I, I think he did a great job. I no, miss I, Michael Keaton. I want more Michael Keaton.
1: I like old man Keaton. I thought he was great in Yeah, Homecoming. I like yeah. him as Vulture, too. You know, yeah. I, I enjoy Keaton. Oh, he's great. I lady. mean, and we loved him in The Founder. I mean, that movie just kind yeah. of Yeah.
0: I'm us... telling you, if if they redo I know they're doing a, a Beetlejuice 2. Uh, but if they redo or not redo, but if they do another Batman and they place place him as old man Bruce oh, Wayne. Yes. I, I my my movie life will be complete, I think.
1: Well, we so, know Pattinson, Robert Pattinson is the next Batman in the new Whatever yeah. this new thing is, I don't. I, again, DC can't keep a guy to save their life to play the character. So I don't know if this is in in the Justice League continuation with with those people, or if it's a, it's a new story or what. I, again, I don't know because uh, it feels like they're starting over. Because if you're just going to keep that same character right from the original from the Justice League, then you get someone that's the same age as Matt, as um, Ben Affleck and, and a little more yeah. bulky. But Robert Pattinson, I mean, he's like, he's like 27 now or something like that. Like, he's and a young dude. So, I mean, this is obviously the... Kind Well, he's kind of beefed up a little bit. Uh, he's in a new King yeah. movie, like an old style kind of movie where he's, he's like a king or a knight or something, which kind of looks interesting maybe for the show. Um, and maybe Andrew will give you hope for the character. But, like, I don't know. Again, like, you know, It just it feels like DC is constantly having to start over. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's annoying.
1: Oh, I'm sure it is for fans. It is kind of annoying. I mean, how many times do we need to see his parents die? Um, like don't that's we, one of the things I, I liked about Spider-Man. Yeah, Homecoming. It's like okay, we've now seen that twice. We don't need it a third time. So he lives with his aunt, and that's all we know. And like yep, him getting, we need bit, to know. Yeah, him getting bit by a spider is 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 a one line. So is the spider still alive? No, the spider's dead. You know, like that was the, end, that was the whole line, you know? So I think that's, that's great. <laughs> um, Sam, you probably recognize this. Uh, the Navy ship near, or a Navy ship near the end of the movie is given the name, the USS Flynn, named after yeah. Vince Flynn. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, all right, here we go.
0: Excuse me while I whip this out.
1: We decided to go with assassin movies. So we're, we're, we're keeping it pretty broad since one, I'm pretty sure we've done assassins before. Um, so basically just movies with assassins. So there you go. So there
0: you go. Andrew. Okay. So I have an honorable mention of yep. the whole nine yards, yeah. which again is not a great movie, but I like it. I like that movie too. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Really? Okay. Yeah, I kind of like that one. Uh, it's kind of Tarantino-ish. A, uh, I think
1: it's a Rodriguez film. It's the sequel
0: to Desperado. Right, and El Mariachi or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, I have Red.
1: Which All right. was, yeah.
0: I think, also last week or week before last. I used that on my list or something, yeah. but it's a good movie. And then number one, Shooter. Okay. Uh, Interesting.
1: Yeah. All right. Huh. Cool. Nothing wrong with that list at all. Sam?
2: I I I totally have different things. Um, I've got uh, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith as my number three. Okay. I've got Smoke and Aces as my number two. Sure. And my number one is John Wick.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hey, this is cool. I, I, it's been a long time since we've had a category this broad that we all picked different movies.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, so yeah. you've got something different too. Yeah, what you all,
1: got? all all four of mine are different. I think that's actually kind of cool. Because, again, it shows how big the genre is. I guess that just means mm-hmm. we like violent movies. Um, so my honorable mention is The Accountant with... See, I still haven't seen that Oh, one. yeah, ben with Damon. Uh, yeah. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, not Matt Damon. Yeah, that one. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sam, I think you dig it. I really do. I think there's, oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot about Is it, it
2: streaming somewhere? Do you
1: know? I don't. Let me find out. If it's streaming, we might just do it for the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, I think that one's worth doing for the show just because it has some really interesting things to say specifically about special needs. Interesting. Um, and if I could... In a million years, talk my Tiring wife into... Back time. No. If I could uh, get my wife to come on the podcast with me, she, she has really interesting things to say about that movie specifically and how they, teach, how they represent autism and those with special needs. Interesting. Um, for those who don't know, my wife is a, a teacher. She teaches uh, children with special needs, uh, mm-hmm. specifically autism. It is not streaming anywhere... Oh or uh, if you, you know, a service that you pay for, you'd have to rent it. See, IMDb, not IMDb, um, it got a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's bad. I think that's (laughs) wrong. It's a a good movie. It really is. It's a good movie. Anyway, The Accountant. Um, My number three, uh, The Born Identity. Um, I, 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 it kind of, it kind of feels like a movie that changed the genre a little bit, in my opinion. I mean, there were obviously lots and lots and lots of, a little more real, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the fact that he's shooting people, he's beating people up with phone books, you know, and
0: things like that, like that. Up until then we had James Bond and Mission Impossible, which were kind of comic booky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then here comes this thing. My number two is a movie from the early 90s called The Jackal, where, okay. um, yeah. where Bruce Willis is yeah, the I remember that guy. one. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I like it. And my number one, and right now this movie, honestly, this movie would probably be in my top ten movies of the last five years, if I had such a weird list, is The Hitman's Bodyguard. I just I still
2: haven't seen
1: that. I yeah. love this movie so much. It's weird how much I like it, Sam. It's just, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't, anytime I can put it in a list, I'm going to put it in a list. It's just so fun. And <laughs> it makes me want to watch it right now because I have it saved in my DVR. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, I, I've checked multiple times, it's not streaming. Oh. Uh, anywhere. And they're making a sequel, which also makes me excited. So, uh, yeah, I guess if we had, uh, you can either do Fubo, whatever that is, or USA has it. But I'm sure that's going to be an edited version. Mm-hmm. So, no one wants that. Anyway. All right, here we go.
0: Wait, what's supposed to happen?
1: We're going to give this movie a score from 0 to 10. What? And then I will take that score and make a mean right that's the phrase a mean nice um, not yep. a meme not not a meme but a mean and then uh yeah, there we go uh Andrew
0: all right, like i said, i uh liked the film, and I thought it was pretty well done, a few annoying little things, but not enough for me to dislike it at all um so I'm going to give this uh, probably an eight point six. Yeah, that's right. eight point six.
1: So we've had a couple of movies back to back where you've dropped an eight.
0: Yeah, um, dropped an eight bomb. Mm.
1: Yeah, nice, Sam.
2: Um, I I liked it maybe not quite as much as Andrew, but um, I'd give it a good seven point nine out of ten. Um, it's a great ride, and 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 man, I wish more people would watch it so that. Uh, there could be some sequels. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the filmmaking. Very good.
1: Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why they cast a young dude over like a Mark Wahlberg is because they mm-hmm. wanted it to be the possibility to have a vehicle for several more Yeah. Movies. There's,
2: there's some great stories. Let me tell you that.
1: So, yeah. I mean, just pick a book and then, I mean, cause all of his books, those, those books have been like top sellers, like, yeah. New York Times bestsellers or whatever they are, so they're they're good books, and so people read them. So I, I, you have a built-in audience right there, I think. So, yep. um, just I don't know. I I liked the kid. I thought the kid did fine. So his yep. accent was a little weird, but that's only because I've heard him talk without that accent. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I liked. Uh, I'll, I'll just give it an eight, just a straight up eight. And I had a good nice. time with this. It was fun. It was right? just, It was a lot of fun. I'm it's looking... a great
2: movie for for being at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not being able to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking back up just what I can see on the page. Other movies I've given just an eight to, six Underground and Rise of Skywalker. I'm okay with all of that. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Because yeah. I had a lot of fun with Six Underground, um, and that movie's ridiculous. But and. I don't know. Maybe I might change my tune on Rise of Skywalker after I watch it a second time. But in the moment, I had a good time with it. So there you go. That's all I care about. <laughs> all right. So next week, we're going to be doing Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's right. You heard me. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I
2: don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep because <laughs> I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing.
1: Should we tell them, oh, Andrew? No, that's not it. That's not <laughs> it. It's like so. <laughs> Should That's Armageddon. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Okay. I, I'm glad you figured that out on your own. I appreciate that. <laughs> but you you are capturing the, the soul of the Brian Adams song. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Right? I mean, we all dance to that in our eighth grade dances and stuff, right?
0: Yeah. yeah well, I was in third grade, so.
2: <laughs> Holy crap. 91?
1: Yeah, I was nine. Yeah. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh.
2: Uh I I I danced to that at my Gatillion stuff, so Yep.
1: That's that's fun. All right. Um, so next week, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I'm super excited about this. This is one of those movies is like I feel like the podcast was invented for this movie. Uh Um, and I'm and I'm super excited to do it. Morgan Freeman. It does have Morgan Freeman and a young Morgan Freeman. Yeah, like he's doing action and stunts and things, and I'm I'm excited. And there's a lot of great lines in this movie, and I'm going to capture the whole thing. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> yes. Even to the part that one of the lines where um, uh, Christian Slater says, F me, and I didn't know that he said that for a long time. And I used, oh, yeah. I used to say that line my, with my parents nearby, but I was saying it wrong because I didn't know what he was saying.
0: Same here. Uh, uh, here. We'll have an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll save it. Yeah. Nice. Because okay. I have the same thing. I'm wondering what you thought he said because I know what I thought he said. <laughs> so we'll find out next week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's got anyway, to tease. I can't. I honestly can't remember now because now I know what he says. I don't remember what I thought it was. So when I watch the movie, it, it might trigger the memory. So,
0: so uh, if you want to know say- what
1: what we thought it was,
0: you're going to have to tune in next week. Yeah, there's
1: a tease for it. My, my
2: parents dropped me off at this movie to, to watch it with friends, and mm-hmm. I had pneumonia. Aww. I was so sick, but I wanted to go see this movie so bad, I had pneumonia watching this movie. That's my memory of this one.
1: Oh, that's strange. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad that you got pneumonia, but you know, like, like you're the reason why... I'm probably
2: why everybody else got sick. uh, Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: you're the reason why the curve won't go down. Jeez. I'm the typhoid Mary of Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They shut down that movie theater for two weeks and had to deal with (laughs) sanitation. It's crazy. Oh, social distancing. Social distancing. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go yes. wash your hands. Even if we're, you're listening to this a year from now and and we're post uh, coronavirus, just go wash your hands anyway. Please,
2: no, this please. will be on AM radio by then. People are hand cranking trying to get podcasts. Yeah, the world will be all to hell.
1: No more internet. All right, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. We're we're getting comments on on YouTube videos. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, and man. we got another one today, and it wasn't from someone that we know, but I couldn't understand it. It didn't make sense. So either it was a bad English translation or I don't know. Anyway, uh, but you can leave us comments there, and I will probably respond to them. Um, uh, Cheap seat? Yeah, no, I mean, I have. Uh, Cheapseatreviews.com is our website. You can go there and look at old episodes, most of our old episodes. Like us on Facebook, com slash cheapseatreviews. Uh, you can... Uh, interact with us there, we pretty much like to uh, keep that going. Uh, I've had a good time with the uh, putting the picture up with all the different movies and trying to find different things. There's, Yeah, apparently it's some high-res stuff out there somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, which I think someone posted on our Facebook page. I'll have to check that out. Um, we're on, of course, Instagram, um, barely. And, of course, we're on at CheapSeatCast <laughs> is our Twitter account. CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com is our email address where you can submit uh, requests. For anything that you want us to do. In the meantime, well, not in the meantime, that's it. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a lot of fun and we will see you next week on Cheap Seat Reviews.